This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, it's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective, gotta fill your voice Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with Fightful, better fall back Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat No need to double check, these are all facts You're listening to us talk raps you're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're Graps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're Graps a D here to talk craps. I don't know, man. It's Friday. You ain't got no job. You're here with us, man. I gotta have a moment for a second. Put yeah. Because I have my phone up in front of me. Mm-hmm. Have a moment for a second. Um, <clears throat> Uh, we we we've been at this together since May, correct? The two of us as a duo. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Since May. Um. Yeah. I mean, we've also you talked about how many episodes we've done. I've kind of lost count of how many episodes just the two of us have done. Mm-hmm. Um. But still, it still it still kind of feels like I don't know, man. Do you ever feel like sometimes like? The two of us are still really doing this, and it still kind of feels odd that it's just the two of us, not the three of us. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes when the the intro video ends, I'm expecting him to be right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. after the show, it's like Will Film Reg guys, and then here's Will Washington, and like it still feels weird, especially when I see him. I'm like, damn, we used to like do this pod every day, and I think like tomorrow we're going to do the pod, but we're not ever going to do the pod tomorrow with Will Washington. So yeah, it still feels weird. It's still a, we're still transitioning out of that uh, since May, you know? Yeah. I, uh, I very much said, you know, after we got the news from him and after some thought, um, you know, we ain't done. We're still doing this. We still, we still got some, some things to stay. We still got work to do. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, in the midst of doing this without, our third partner in crime and in the midst of building this thing um we've come across challenges we've we've talked about it privately uh we've come across things that uh you know i wasn't quite prepared for also you know personal life stuff has happened Mm -hmm. um it's been an interesting end of this year um i can't say that uh i've had the best go of it in some ways but we're still here man we're still yes. here. We're still here for y'all. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not going to abandon our audience. I'm not going to abandon this podcast. I was very much adamant and honest when I said that we're not done. Don't ever get it confused. We're not done. Appreciate you guys for being here. You know what fucking time it is. Let's go, baby. It's Grapsody. on them, baby. It's, it's Grapsody. This is Grapsody. I'm Phil Lindsay. Got my co-host in the building. Righteous Reg. So <laughs> you know what time it is, man. Friday, screaming at you at 2, two in the afternoon. <laughs> it's so funny because I knew it was coming, but it still got me. I'm like, I know this is coming. I know that the punchline of this is him dropping the bombs, and it happened, and I still loved it. Yo, it's your boy, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster in the building. It's Friday. It's a different day than we usually shoot, but uh, shout out to the homie uh, Power Driver Finisher said, I never thought you guys changed the day just for today because tomorrow just today. morning I'm going to be driving out to Los Angeles so I can watch Full Gear with my own eyes, as uh, most people know. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited about it, but yeah. Interesting transition. We're still going. We're still at it. There's been challenges. There's consistently challenges. I've seen challenges within the last 10 minutes, but (laughs) we are outside and I'm very excited about it. And that's what they that's that's our people, Phil. We've been up against adversity since the beginning and we're going to be up and against adversity till the end. What 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 the whole line, man? Since I will not lose, they try to help him cheat. Nah, man. We're still in the building. (laughs) We're still here, man. It is what it is. Uh, <laughs> we uh, damn, we got I gotta to... change my favorite bar. My favorite Benny bar. My favorite Benny bar is that was us next to a big like we was puffed. I, I gotta like, mm. I gotta, I gotta get a new favorite Benny bar. Honestly, yeah, man. Mm. Look, uh, we did hit you guys with two days in a row. I have hit you guys with um, content. If you didn't uh, check out predictions with uh, Tommy SP3 on True Hill Heat, that's uh, my dog. Maybe. 30 minutes before this started, um, I have hit you with double content. I have hit you with an article at Bleacher Report uh, predicting who the devil will be. I think mm. it's pretty obvious at this point, but, you know, this is what You it said is. it on this pod already. Yeah, but uh, very interesting few days um, news-wise for us. Um, we talked about the craziness of uh, Puff and everything that's going on with him. <laughs> on Ask Grapsity. Um that has gotten even crazier since we got off that podcast oh, and I've I've gosh. read more about it. I've 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 realized more things happen. Cause yeah. I, right after we recorded I was like, I totally forgot that J. Cole revealed that he got into mm-hmm. that fight with Puff. And yep. the rumor at the time of the reason why he got into that fight is because he was dancing too close to Cassie mm-hmm. and that's what happened. And of course we don't know that to be true. That's that's the rumor that went around. But if that rumor is true, that would lead credence to some of these other things like the Kid Cudi uh, confirmation of, of the, the that part of uh, Cassie's lawsuit. Um, man, what a weird, weird 24 hours. We also got that, that uh, clip going around of that psychic predicting the demise mm-hmm. of his professional career oh my on God. November 15th. And all of this stuff dropped November 16th. Very eerie stuff. Um, and a bunch of, uh, they've been putting out a bunch of clips of like, we should have known Puff because it's like, because of this. And I'm like, yo, this guy was outside wilding consistently 
almost every time he was on camera, he was doing something while that drink champs clip of him and Fab and Nori and he's just, and they're just like, Yo. dude, why are you being so weird? That clip with him, Kevin Hart and Usher, and it's like, ooh, bro, what wrestling for Snowflake? Wrestling yeah, for uh, Frosted so <laughs> what? Like, he's yeah. what he's like. I'm I was like his older brother. He was t- I'm like, yo, this just please stop talking. This sound this kid, this crazy. kid was like 15 years old, bro. Like, oh what's going my. on here, man? God, oh, disgusting! But yeah, the 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 confirmation of the Kid Cudi thing, and it seems like there's more coming out about it. I'm like, yo, this guy needs to be in jail to prison. Take him in today. What's going on? Yeah, uh, have you also seen that clip of um, Young Jack talking about um, why Cassie decided decided to shave her head? Yeah, it's uh, it's wild, man. So if you guys have not seen this, it's it's, it's it, I, I think it's a clip from Vlad. Um, which Vlad always getting guys to come on there and tell. Um, but <laughs> so on the in the clip, Young Jock um, was talking about man, we seen this chick coming down the stage, beautiful white woman. It was like the scene from Stark from uh, Scarface, and I seen Puff watch this woman woman walk all the way down the stairs, and then all of a sudden he like hopped over the bar and like came over to Cassie and was like, "Look, you gonna shave the whole side of your hair tomorrow." And then when I looked back up at the at the woman that she was looking at. Her hair was shaved, and she looked good doing it. And so mm. he was like, man, Cassie, you really going to do that? He was like, yeah, whatever Sean wants. And I was like, mm. jail, prison, underneath uh, it. Yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, everybody involved in some of this stuff is uh, doing okay. A lot of the distress from this sounds very, very awful. Uh We've got a lot of people coming out with their I told you so's. I'm sure somewhere Jaguar Wright is like, I told you about this dude a long time ago. I'm like, has the new It Is What It Is dropped? Because, oh, my God, you know, Mason Cam are going to go crazy on this. Nah, they about to they about to hit the whole been around <laughs> the world with, like, the big rollies on and everything. They about to hit the whole demo on them, man. Well deserved. This is a sick individual, man. It's, it's, it's going to be crazy. Every time I read something new, I'm like, yo, this is – this sounds, horrifying. It sounds really, really bad. Um, and this is a guy that has been functioning in plain sight for the longest. Um, oof. Um, yeah. On a on a on a brighter note, we got music. We got. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Last night, very popular night of music. A lot of people are very excited. The boy dropped, and let me say, Phil, I'll be the first one. I liked it. Man, got two Overcast records on there. I think both mm. the Overcast records are dope. Um, we got another Conductor record, which I'm just The Conductor like, record is fire. I personally think the entire project is hard. I, yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, I don't I don't dislike any song on it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's getting his shots off at, 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 at Ye again. He's getting some shots off at Drake. at uh, Not Drake. Uh, at uh, Push again. He got some Great. shots off at Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 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 getting back in the slime bag. If y'all were like, man, why you why you mistreating the women for? He did a whole song spe- specifically for you, basically saying like, if you think I'm talking about you, I am. I am. <laughs> he dropped the 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 hard line towards the end of it, which is hilarious. Um, listen, man, I never doubted the boy, man. Drake Drake is uh Drake has put out three scary hours now, and he's given us moments on every one of them. The first scary yeah. hours, he had God's plan. And diplomatic community on there, which are both diplomatic community is crazy. Diplomatic community is is fire. Mm-hmm. Then he came with the mm-hmm. second one, which of course has wants and needs and um, 
lemon pepper freestyle on it, which is also hard. I, oh God, I, I too many freestyles, my brain. <laughs> and so, yeah, lemon pepper freestyle is the one with with Ross on it, and um, yeah, very mm-hmm. dope. So I was like, nah, he doesn't really miss with the scary hours joint. So I knew he was going to come with some heat. And but this very- right here, Phil, this was different. Like he's th- those projects are one or two. This one is like all of them are like crazy production, and he's like rapping for real rapping 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 over alchemist beat rapping over conductor beat uh he's got boy one doing there as well mm-hmm. um yeah i if you were not satisfied with uh for all the dogs um uh i guess as the internet has been telling us bullying works because <laughs> he went on his neck um he he went back in the lab with j cole because y'all acted like he underperformed <laughs> on that first see, one but cole this is, see this is what i like and also kind of what i hate about cole Cole took everything that he heard, everything that y'all was saying, and he didn't come back with the knife. He came back just to play with Drake because he he, he, was, already knew he he already knew he won. Yeah, he was it, like, I don't got to do this again. And I know that this fool ain't going to try to come out rap me. So, like, let's just make a good song. And, and I very much feel like Drake out rapped him this time. And But I think that that was the intention of this. Um, I but you again, think Drake was like, hey, let me get this one, big bro. <laughs> I hope not, man. <laughs> I hope not. That, that's that's so, crazy, wouldn't it? That's, that's so corny. I hope he didn't do that, but it wouldn't surprise me if he did. Because, uh, I mean, like, look, they was talking. They was crazy. We about to go on this tour. I got to get one. I got to get one before we hit the, hit the stage. Yeah, and speaking of, they dropped a video for uh, First Person Shooter as well. Mm-hmm. Great video. Um, we don't get too many videos that feel like an event anymore, and this felt like a big event. Uh, this very much felt like two of the biggest names in hip-hop right now not just collabing on a record, but getting together and doing something big ahead of a tour. And so like I Hype Williams would have done the video if this was 1998. Like this is Absolutely. like, it would have been one of those, you know? Absolutely. I, as a matter of fact, I just um, seen the beginning of the belly for whatever reason. I was just watching it last night. Still one of the best openings of any movie. We don't have to talk about like, you know, some of the acting in the movie or if it's a perfect movie, we don't need to get into that. The opening of them robbing that club, fire, man. It's a movie star and rappers. Anytime people are like, it's the worst yeah. acting. Like, what do you expect? It's like a movie star and the biggest rappers at the time. They're not the best ra- actors. They're rappers. Yeah. But yeah, for the first time, I think in the history of this podcast, we came in here and agree in agreements on a Drake album. Uh, that's correct. Yeah. This legit is the first time that that's ever happened. <laughs> I, I, it's technically not an album. It's like a, yeah. it's like an EP slash. It's a deluxe. Like, it's, what, it's what it LeBron so James pitched to uh, <laughs> two chains that one time. What if after the album we dropped, five more and then yeah that's exactly what it was i respect it drake drake could do whatever he want he could have dropped it as just the five and made it a straight up ep and it would have killed whatever it doesn't matter like people trying to put like stipulations i'm like it's drake it doesn't matter he could have dropped it in any form and you're gonna get it yeah yeah i very much enjoyed it i listened to it uh at midnight because i was up of course i'm up um did you listen to uh the three stacked flutes album i didn't get around to the flutes I didn't unleash the flutes. Did you unleash the flutes? I listened to some of it. Um, uh, it was late, so it didn't quite hold my attention as well as the Drake album. And I think that probably was the mistake that it was more of like mellow, like somber mm-hmm. music after the Drake album. And after I listened to the Drake album, I was hyped. I was like, nah, this is, this is dope. And right. so having the come down of listening to that um, at that time of night, it didn't quite hit me the same. I'm going to revisit it. Um, but right away, it reminded me of like, sunrise and like some of that kind of like um afro futuristic like okay jazz music and so 
I think that there's good music on there. I think if you are looking for Andre 3000 project, this is definitely not it. <laughs> I I love that the first song on the album is I really wanted to put out a rap album. That is literally the first track on the mm-hmm. album. And yeah. it's just him playing flute instrumental. Uh, but I think the music is good. I think the instrumentation on it is really good. Um, I It does feel like it's like, I don't want to say lo-fi, but it does feel like it's like, music to like vibe to yeah or some stuff like it doesn't feel like it's like it don't feel like it's it's not gonna do what the the uh the drake album does i'm not about to be bumping into my car driving down oakland with the windows down no Mm. that's not that kind of music man um we can we got that kind of music like we got the drake album we got some other music that dropped um Oh, I didn't get around to listening to the. I said two chains. Uh, two chains and Lil Wayne just dropped a new one, the Collar Grove Two, that I want to bump. And they've had a really dope rollout for theirs too, um, with their history and the videos that they've been making and uh, the performances that they've been doing. So I need to get around to listening to that. But yeah, they keep saying that hip hop is dead or hip hop isn't doing as great. And like, well, so what? We don't have a number one. There's still consistently people putting out dope stuff. With uh, all of the talk around the Drake album, even with people saying that it's a bad album and just the the news cycle and then what we got out of this, is it fair to say that this is his year? Yes, every year is his year. But specifically this year, I think him, this project, yes, I think because he took criticism and he said he would he didn't care but he cared he took what he people did. said and 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 he put he, they were like well we want to hear you rapping some this and we want to hear you spitting and we want to hear you doing that and he did that so yeah i mean if you take criticism and turn it into some gold then i mean you got to give it up but i mean in the end every year it's been drake's year for like the last 15 i mean i i won't say that that is album of the year by any stretch but i think he's still in terms of hip-hop he's been the most talked about artist this year yeah um I don't know. I, I it kind of feels like um, when all said and done, when we're talking about like who had like the biggest year in hip hop, you might have to say Drake. And I'm and I'm trying to think if I can come up with anybody else, and I can't. And I'm trying. I'm really like maybe, but no, that album. I was about to say the the Travis album, but that album really came mm-hmm. and went. Nobody's been talking about that album. Um, the what else was a big album this year in hip hop? It wasn't really any. That's why I'm like straight. Um, the oh Uzi album you came out this year, but again, the Uzi album kind of came and went as well. Um, what about on the women's side? I mean, well, I, I still want to see what the Meg album is going to do. I think the first single, the Cobra joint is, is dope. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm interested to see what that's going to do. Not a big fan of that Bongo's record, um, nah. <laughs> if I'm being honest with you. Uh, but, uh, you know, of course, I'm not the demographic for Bongo's. Right. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Surprisingly good Drake album. I liked it. Um, he also have Nas as well. I just seen Life of Dean. Shout out to Life of Dean. He says, I'm oh, Nas. Nice. This year. Not, mm-hmm. Nas is still killing it. Nas did get another Grammy nomination this year. Um, but I'm still like when you consider like who has dominated the news cycle, who even if the music isn't that great, people have talked about the most this year. It's Drake. Yeah, I hate him. He sucks. Uh, uh, <laughs> last on the uh, the album before we move forward. Yeah, you said about uh, Overcast. 
<clears throat> about four years ago. I lived in San Jose still. I came to a show. The homie threw a show here in Oakland. It was at a brewery. Shout out to Tommy Bryson. Uh, he threw a show at a brewery, had a bunch of rappers on it, had these two rappers do more. And one of them was Overcast. And I remember being like, damn, this kid Overcast can really rap. That was, it, it might have been five years ago at this point. Um, and he's consistently put out like dope music and stuff. I think he, I'm pretty sure he's local to Oakland specifically. And uh, he's just been putting out dope music and all this. And then so yesterday you send over the list of, of the producers and it's like Overcast. I'm like, oh shit, that's like, overcast this young dude from oakland and to see that kind of progression of like i saw this guy rapping a random brewery out in oakland to he's make he's producing on the biggest rapper in the world's project is like inspiring honestly so shout out to overcast he don't like wrestling so he'll never hear this but shout out to overcast and uh just getting to have that opportunity it's crazy man two placements could change your life like i'm sure his life is totally different today than it was yesterday because he's on a drake record yeah um yeah look the, the drake stimulus package still works man we I, we talked oh, yeah. about how you know this uh first person shooter is cole's first number one record um, right and when you look at some of the guys that you know he put on that first album whether it be uh tizo touchdown um, he sampled the homie uh, Friday's record for Calling For You mm-hmm. and like some of the other younger guys he put on like, yeah, he's he has taken this moment to to give other guy younger guys some shine. And I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I kind of hate when they say that Drake that they're like, who has Drake put on? I'm like a whole bunch of people like he, he could be on one song and they blow up if they don't capitalize off that. That's not his fault. He can't like guide the whole rest of your career. Look, here's my stimulus package take this and go to the moon with this. Some people don't, a lot of people don't, but it's not his fault. Like he's still trying, like he's still trying to be on the cutting edge of like what's new and what's dope to, to expose different people to the, to his fan base, which is gigantic. Yeah. He had a, he had sexy red on the, on the, um, right. Crawler dogs as well. He, he mm-hmm. had, um, yeah. So he's had some young folks coming in on there. Um, <laughs> I, it is funny to think about, though, that that's where Drake is in his career, because mm-hmm. I think about, like, I've been around for the entirety of his career from, yeah. like, best I ever had all the way up, and mm-hmm. it definitely makes us feel old. Like, this guy has really been around this long. Like He was little bro. He hates to hear that, but, like, he was little bro for a long time, and then he became the big dog. He's the biggest rapper in the world. Yeah, which makes the Joe stuff even funnier. Yeah. Uh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the entirety of this news cycle is funny. And, of course, it's hip-hop. And I know people that have taken their sides with the pushing Drake stuff are like, oh, shots again five years later. I'm like, no, I still up. He, he, yeah. he, he, no, you, you, you mentioned his kid and his dad and his family and all these people on a, on a record. It's always going to be up, man. He's not going to just get over that. And no, he's not, I'm never getting over it. He's not over the Kanye stuff very clearly. I caught that from day one. I knew he wasn't over that. That's forever, too, because Kanye was trying to – like just exactly like he said, he think it's gonna, they're gonna uh, piece it up and have this great meeting, and then it's all just a publicity stunt. It says every single time, like, oh, let's take this picture with Jay Prince, and then tomorrow I'm gonna be I mean, talking about you again. I mean, Kanye, Kanye's been on some snake shit. We can call it what it is. He's been on some snake right. shit with Drake, and I think I think Drake has come out of it looking bad as well. But Kanye Definitely. has been on some snake shit. Because <laughs> I think Drake is always like, I that's my guy. Like I, that's Kanye West. I want to get it back to where we were and then Kanye's like nah I'm awful <laughs> yeah. awful terrible let's talk about some wrestling maybe what's going on in the wrestling world <laughs> um, well I mean the reason why 
we will not be here Saturday is because we got a big pay-per-view coming tomorrow and you're going to be yep. traveling for that. Um, mm-hmm. As I joked on After Rhapsody, I will be up that morning probably having <laughs> breakfast with my dad. Did you make my... that confirmation? You conf- confirm with your dad again before? He called me right after we got done with After Rhapsody. <laughs> I was talking to you when he called me. Uh, <laughs> talking to you when he called me. Um, he, he called me again to confirm. Uh, it's my uh, it's my niece and nephew's um, birthday as well, so um, I think we're all just kind of getting together at breakfast. Um, nice. So, uh, but yeah, got a big pay per view tomorrow. AW Full Gear twenty twenty three looks like. How you pretty... feeling? How you feeling? How you feeling on the card? Is it? Would you watch? Are you excited for it? Did this? Uh, I like to say that I guess that today are the go home shows, but did Dynamite get you to really want to see this? I thought uh, I thought Dynamite was a pretty good go home show. Um, I thought that they did a good job of putting over what I feel like is the best feud in the company and Swerve and Hangman. I think they Facts. stole the show again. I think yep. that um, not only has this been the best feud going into this pay per view, it possibly the best aw feud of the year possibly yep. one of the best feuds in wrestling this year mm-hmm. uh, because of what it's done for swerve it's um positioned him as a main event guy moving forward and it really reinvigorated hangman as well yeah. um uh we got listen i'm never going to complain when we get back to the shits with the bucks and we're getting like tag team wrestling and what mm-hmm. they're great at not just that the boys is back in the building. We are back to heal Young Bucks. I've been Finally. waiting. Get us back to it, man. <laughs> I, I just, yo, not a, so it just feels like in some ways we're back because, man, we got a fiery hangman promo. That front, that promo's fire. And, mm. and then on top of that, we got passive aggressive heal Young Bucks again. Mm. I've been it, waiting, man. All elite wrestling is what they call it. Like, that's what we want to see. We want to see that. No, that Hangman promo was fire. The thing that I love about it most is they think that some people think that a great promo has to be 20 minutes. It has to be this long promo. No, Hangman got to that shit in like three and a half minutes, got into all the Swerve stuff. Swerve was great just kind of reacting and going in. I love the spot of him attacking Nana because st- he can't hit Swerve like, all of it was executed really, really well. But I thought that promo, Hangman needed this promo going into this match because Swerve has been up on him. Like, yeah. <laughs> since he beat him, he pulled up on his house. Like, he's been up. So, like, Hangman's kind of been, it's kind of been like, yo, Hangman, fight back out here. And I felt like that promo was him fighting back and we are lit. And then last night at the uh, Wrestling Revolver show, they did an extra little angle there. Swerve and uh, Nana were pulling up to revolver swerve is known to be in revolver they have a pretty good relationship and the boy hangman pulled up on swerve and uh gave him uh gave him that work yeah uh it i i said when i saw it it very much felt like uh year one aw stuff where Mm -hmm. those guys were pulling up to indie promotions um man really really excited again it just feels like some of that energy is back um can't say that you know it's going to be completely consistent but really really excited for that um and like i said i feel like the best thing going into this has been the work that those two guys have put in. Um, some of those clips from Revolver have been interesting. Of course, you know, one of the most talked about things is <laughs> Ronnie Ronnie getting dumped on her head in the women's match. Um, Ronnie said, look, I'm outside, big bro. We're not playing games no more. <laughs> yeah, if you guys haven't seen it, uh, Ronda Rousey took this grisly bump um, off of a German suplex from Billy Stark. Uh, it looked crazy, but no, nah, she's just like, man, I'm here and work. I'm working. Mm-hmm. And so 
Uh, Looked like she was having fun, the most important part, which is like sometimes they can get burned out up there. She's in WrestleMania main events. Like she was in a high profile thing. Maybe she just wants to have fun wrestling, and that's what it looked like she was doing last night. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I saw some people saying, man, does that that mean we're going to see like Ronda Rousey versus Athena on on the – on the buy-in for this pay-per-view. No, it doesn't, guys. No, that's crazy. Chill out. Crazy. <laughs> chill, chill out. And now people think that Ronda's going to be the big signing that Tony Khan's talking about, and also yeah, probably wouldn't. Yeah, I we'll we'll get into the mystery signing in a little bit, but mm-hmm. um, let's uh let's let's run down this card real quick. Just uh, yeah. Uh, first off, in the zero hour, we've got MJF and mystery tag partner going <sighs> up against. Bang, 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 gang. The Austin Austin Gun and Colton Gun, your favorite tag team, the Guns. Um, I I'm not very excited about this match, to be honest with you. Um, I feel like I feel like this is all set up again to give Max another win. I I went through this rant <laughs> before, and I feel like the entire build to this pay per view is just Max going to inevitably beat all four of these guys, and he's That's already gross. he's already beat Juice. He's gonna beat the Guns, and I believe that he's gonna beat Jay White at the end of the night. Um, yeah, I I think that the mystery partner is probably gonna be Samoa Joe. Um, I'm glad that we're going with a mystery tag partner and we're not going with another handicap match. Yes. Ooh, I was almost going to scream very yeah, loud yeah. if it was a handicap match again. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. How are you feeling about this uh, pre-show match? <sighs> you know, there's a lot about this that I hate, Philip Lindsay. Uh, the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships are a side thing to this whole story which sucks about it uh because there's a lot of dope stuff that ring of honors tag teams have going on the guns are in it oh the worst i am happy that they at least made it into a tag team match so they can tell whatever stories it seems like they're leading to samoa joe being the tag partner so they're going to tell that good story but does that mean that Samoa Joe is Ring of Honor Tag Team Champion? Or is it just for the night? Like, I have questions. You know what I mean? Like, if that's what it is, I don't want it at all. He just gave up a Ring of Honor tag, a Ring of Honor belt. Why would he get another one? That wouldn't make a lot of sense. No, it doesn't. Um, I'm hoping we get some kind of swerve in it and it's something different than Joe. But it feels like it's going to be Joe. Right. Um, and, I mean, I think it's a pretty predictable outcome. Max is going to retain um, I think they've got to figure out how to get themselves out of this corner they've booked themselves in and get those tag belts off of them. Um, I feel like they've got to reset most of the, the ROH belts by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in a good place with the television belt where you've got something set up for final battle. I'm going to assume that Billy Starks probably is going to get her match mm-hmm. at final battle as well. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like you should just do a complete refresh and the only one, like, if you're going to keep Eddie champion, I'm fine with that. But I think the rest of the belts, you should just do, like, a refresh and rebuild that title picture going into 2024. Agreed. They need, like, a fresh coat of paint, and I think that's the way to do it. Especially if, like, if Billy Starks is the one to get the match and eventually beat Athena, I think that's a good-looking good move. Yeah. And whoever the the T the TV title, I think, is the format that they're doing it and the way that they're going to do it is very important because they have a bunch of players that could be mixed in there. They're doing the yeah. survival of the fittest match. They're doing the tournament kind of leading into it. So it's going to get a bunch of people in the mix. And I think that's super important. They do you saw that promo that Eddie Kingston did after the uh, yeah. super fire, of course, like it's Eddie Kingston. What's new? Yeah, so like, of course, I'm kind of interested to see what 
direction that they go with him, who's going to be the one to challenge him at the pay-per-view. Um, yeah, this is kind of needed. We've talked it extent about Ring of Honor and the issues and the things, but hopefully this leads to something. And yeah, they just got to get these championships off Max, I think, because yeah, that's just he hasn't been on the show one time. There's a bunch of issues with it, but yeah, they got they, they got to get them tag belts off him. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, first I I don't know if this is the correct order, but um, we'll just go with the order that is on uh, online at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. Got. Karushita defending her AEW Women's World Championship against Timeless Tony Storm, making her debut in this character in LA Hollywood. Makes all the sense in the world for her to debut here and get this big title match. Um, I think Tony's winning. See, this one is tricky, Phil, because Tony, sh- I think. They're at the position where Tony's so hot that she should be the uh, champion and she should win this match. But as far as her character goes, if she loses, it'll still work for her character. Mm-hmm. And Sheeta's been working so hard. It's like, I don't want another one of these short Sheeta range. She kind of plays the whatever she does in this position undeservingly. Like she doesn't, yeah. she shouldn't just be like the transitional champion or whatever. But like I said, this Tony Storm thing is so, so hot. We got the Mariah May. Uh, factor in there too it's like i really can't see any reason why they tony storm doesn't leave this show with the AEW women's championship yeah i think uh i think the issue here and i hate to go back and beat this dead horse but it was a mistake to take the belt off of her at all in i think that's that, it yeah it would have felt I, way better if she was yeah, champion that whole i think time. if she'd have had her run going from the 200th episode of dynamite up to this point um we wouldn't be like questioning any of the booking here mm-hmm. and i mean i think Sheeta has had good moments as champion um in both of her last two runs um but i just wish they would have given more care to just giving her like a focused good run as opposed right. to two separate runs that kind of got um <laughs> that kind of got um bung- bung- bungled because of this this array of win and i mean it didn't even feel like the Soraya win was worth it because uh. it just feels like, you know, she got that win and then immediately just lost the belt back. Um, I don't know, man. I, like I get... for a Soraya documentary, maybe that they're like, look yeah. at this cool moment that she had. But like, as far as the grand scheme of things, it's yeah, like, what it, was that for? It was a good moment. And I understand you got the hometown pop for her. But yeah, I just think in the in the long run, you probably should just kept she the champion all the mm-hmm. way up through full gear. And um, I would feel less um, apprehensive about taking the belt because the problem is now um, you have a hard time arguing that they shouldn't just take the belt off of her because Tony is hot right now. Mm-hmm. Tony is present on television every week. It's every very single, clear that every show. Yeah, it's very clear that you know creative um, sees something in her. It's very clear that Tony is behind her, and you rarely get something like this with the women where it's working this well, and it seems like the company is behind it. So I have a hard time just going like, nah, just leave the belt on Sheeta. I mm. I just don't see that happening. And then on top of that, you add Mariah May. I very much feel like Mariah May is going to cost Sheeta the belt. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to lead to them, you know, starting whatever their faction is with Luther <laughs> Butler. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, I'm fine with it. I think the Tony stuff is really good. I think Tony is killing it in his character. She's a great wrestler. I feel like she is probably the best women's wrestler to come over from WWE. 
Um, I know Athena's in that conversation as well. But in terms of consistency from day one, Tony's been killing it since day one over there. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is uh, sometimes there's just like strike when the iron hot positions. And this yeah. is what you're in right now. Like Tony Storm's the hottest one of the hottest characters, man or woman, in the whole company. For sure. And just like, yo, we uh, you, we see how invested you are in her. And the fans are now invested because that's kind of how it works. So, yeah, you might just want to drop it on Tony Storm because, like you said, every position she's been put in since she came into the company, I loved her uh, earlier AEW women's title reign when she was on TV every single week having some crazy matches. Like, she has consistently been one of the best women's wrestlers in the entire world. So, I mean, yeah. on top of that, like, even beyond, like, the great characters, like, oh, then Tony Storm's going to be champion and we get to see her have great matches again. Yeah, and I think besides the character stuff, I think there is something to feeling like Tony kind of deserves a legitimate reign as champion because mm -hmm. she hasn't got that yet. Like she was interim champion the first time around and she wasn't considered the champion. And then the second time around, she got it after the hater stuff happened. So it didn't feel like, you know, that was her moment. It feels like, you know, she was just put in that spot because they needed to pivot because she was injured. Mm -hmm. um so i think it's something to feeling like she has continued to work and she continued to you know reinvent herself and evolve as a character and a wrestler and she deserves that third run so i'm not mad at tony winning i just wish that they had handled Sheeta's run better um but you know i mean we did get like i said we did get good matches in both runs i just wish it was just one reign instead of two right. <laughs> separate short runs um but I think that uh, they got something good going here. I think Mariah May is going to be great for the company. I think she's going to be a great addition to Tony's act as well. Um, very excited to see what they do with that moving forward. Yeah, uh, it's a, it kind of what Denise and I have talked about. The AEW Women's World Championship has consistently just been in unfortunate situations. Like yeah. we've wanted one wrestler and then they get the championship or they get injured or something crazy happens. This time, nobody's injured. It's just like you got... <laughs> A really hot wrestler that maybe should be the champion while the uh you have this great champion already so you're like again you run into this unfortunate situation this time it's a good a good thing so it's better but it's just like damn why does this always happen to this belt yeah it feels like this is kind of similar to what was happening with jamie where jamie was hot and they had to yes they had to make the title um change but you know ironically that happened to Tony because to Tony, Tony was champion at the time. So <laughs> again, you know, it just feels like this is kind of Tony's moment in mm -hmm. LA. I, I think she's winning. Um, right. We got the six man tag matchup Sting, Darby Allen, Adam Copeland taking on Christian Cage, Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne. Um, I feel like this story started off really hot yes. when, when Copeland first got there and they had to stare down after the first dynamite where he was there and it has just it has just cooled down so much since then um and i i don't think it's anybody's fault that's involved in it but i think they were they they were off to the races and copeland was on tv so much at first and then they pulled back and then you added the rick flair stuff in the middle and it was just so much stuff in the middle of there and you kind of lost focus on what the actual match for the pay-per-view was um <laughs> but i still think this is going to be a good match i still think that um um all of the parts to it are going to lead to something good mm -hmm. um i do think the the baby faces are going to win here i think sting darby and copeland are going to come out on top i'm assuming this is going to lead to more um 
Copeland and Christian Cage stuff somewhere down the line. I feel like the issue coming down the stretch here was they didn't let Christian talk enough. The biggest yeah. thing to that the, the thing that's gotten us into all these Christian matches are these random promo moments where he has or he's talking about somebody's dad or he's just being vile. And there hasn't been enough of that in this last stretch. They had that match last week in Oakland, which I thought was like I understand that you're doing the last sting match in Oakland and all this stuff, yeah. but it just didn't it didn't fit. Maybe I thought they should have just waited to do the six man until the pay-per-view to kind of keep the allure on there. And I understand, of course, why they did it, but it maybe just felt like that took ticked in the way take what took away from it a little bit. Um, but yeah, the match is still gonna be hot because all the elements, Darby Allen's there, Nick Wayne, yeah. story sting, sting anytime he's in any of these big matches is always great. And the interactions with Copeland and Christian will be dope. So yeah, I'm excited. I think see, I don't I'm like, I don't know if they're gonna try to execute maybe because I'm still on the side of Copeland's gonna turn on everybody and join his homeboy. I don't know if they're gonna execute mm. it here tonight or tomorrow at the show, if to, if that's the time, or if they're gonna stretch it out more. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen tonight. Well, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Night. Um, but I so I, in that case, I'll go with the baby faces then. Yeah, I can't see it happening somewhere down the round. I, I think it's too soon to pull the trigger on him turning. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we've got a couple of tag matches on this uh, card. We'll start with the tag match that you know <laughs> most of us are least excited about because um haven't really talked about it. And it's kind of the collision match on this card. As collision well. match. It, it's funny <laughs> when you think about it because everything about it is just like everything that has been kind of going on in collision and just like mixed up into this like weird tag team gumbo and thrown on here. Um, mm-hmm. So we've got uh, the the champions, Ricky Stark and Big Bill taking on LFI, Rouge and Drillistico uh, versus FDR and Kings of the Black Throne, Malachi Black and Brody King. Um, I'm not sure what to make of this Big Bill and Ricky title run. I'm confused. Um, I have been since it happened, and I'm still confused. It was such a weird (laughs) choice to put the belt on them. Um, I feel like Ricky needed something after the Brian and Punk feud. Correct. And this gave him a title win. But it's one of those things where it felt like it was a little too late. Like, I, we wanted him to get a title win way before this. We yeah. specifically wanted him to get a tag title run before With this hops. as a member of Team Taz. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I don't mind like the pairing with Big Bill, but I don't know if I needed this title run. Um, and then, of course, you have the controversy around it. We have the reports of... Um, that this was not supposed to be the match. Of course, this was supposed to be still FTR versus Young Bucks 4. Um, and then on top of that, that, you know, there was some shenanigans backstage that, you know, initially the plan was to drop the belts to Ricky and Big Bill and then possibly win the belts back by the pay-per-view and then still have the match with the Bucks. I'm very much glad they didn't do that because it would have made Ricky and Big Bill look like idiots it would make mm-hmm. them look like bad champions um but at the same time i just don't feel like anything was really gained here because i don't feel like fdr is going to win this match Mm-mm. i don't think they're going to win the belts back here no i feel like you've got to give Vic bill and ricky at least some kind of defense with this belt mm-hmm. 
th- this whole thing feels it felt like a step back for Ricky Starks because in the yeah. position that he was in, he had just had great matches with Brian Danielson. Like he was hot. It felt like he the trajectory was him versus Mox, which was also going to be great, which would probably have put him in the international title picture. So it was like when he won the tag team belts, it was like, wait, I don't really understand why this is happening. It's not really, that's what didn't feel like that was Ricky Stark's trajectory at that point. So it felt weird. Um, collision has been thrown into turmoil. Everything is, is wild and crazy. So it, it, I was like, all right, I understand. They, there's some wild stuff going on there, but then this other story comes out and like, it felt like when the young bucks won that tag team match to get the title shot, we're going to full gear. We're going to be in LA. Like everything leads to them, you know, maybe getting this big win or at least having this big match in front of this LA crowd, hometown crowd and all this stuff. And then when they lost the belts to F to, to Ricky and Big Bill, I was like, okay, that's interesting. And then there was the controversy or the talk of Cash being injured, they said initially, and then he wasn't. That uh, The story coming out with Dave Meltzer, if he wasn't, and it's like all this, <laughs> it was too much weird stuff uh, surrounding it. Yeah. And I was like, I don't I, know what's going on here, bro. I still don't understand that report because he was very clearly injured. Like, I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> that report came out. Still like, with that report, I'm like, what was the point of that report? He still, he was very clearly injured. If you look at the way they worked that match, he was taken out of the match early because he couldn't work the match. He was hurt. I, I don't. I, I, and I, like, I don't that's know. okay. Like, oh, he was hurt. Like, that's fine. Like, you don't have to debunk that. Like, we saw the match. I, I still don't know what to make of that, but I don't know what to so make of. Think a- Ricky and Big Bill are gonna win this. I think Ricky and Big Bill are going to retain. Um, but I, why? <laughs> I I I could also see uh, a chance that we get a clean sweep from House of Black um, true, tomorrow, true, true. and you know Kings of the Black Throne win, and Julia also wins their match. Um, I don't I don't think that's going to happen. Though. I think Ricky and Big Bill are going to win. Um, I think that I think that the outcome that most of us don't want is going to be the outcome from both of these tag matches that leads to the tag title match that none of us wanted. Oh God. You already see where I'm going with this. That sucks. I I think Ricky and big bill are winning here. I I just, I don't know. I hope that, you know, they can get back on track with the Ricky stuff after this. Um, I wouldn't be mad at house of black winning though. I wouldn't be mad. Um, because I, I think as a tag team, Malachi and Brody are so interesting. Um, so I'd be here for that. I would be mad at LFI winning either. Um, mm. I think the lowest on my possibilities is uh, FTR re- regaining the belts. I just don't see that happening at all. I th- would it make sense in this yeah. position? No, no, no. I don't. I don't see that happening. But yeah, I mean, this is the tag match that I am. I was gonna say I'm the least excited for, but. That's not really fair because we do have the ROH tag title match. I'm not really excited for that match either. Mm-hmm, um, same here. But I, it's funny. I actually think that uh, this might have worked out in their favor being AEW because it forced the Bucks to have to go heel. Um, I don't know. The the prospect of another baby face Bucks tag title run, I wasn't really here for it that. It wasn't going to hit. It wasn't going to do what it needed to do because fans are still – like so divided on the bucks mm-hmm. at the moment. And so mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad that they had to pivot and turn heel might've been a blessing in disguise. Um, because I think what yeah. they've been doing is really good. 
I like the prospect of them as heel against like all the tag teams I think of them being against. I think them heel against all those tag teams is just so much better. Like private yeah. party potentially returning the Lucha Bros. They play hit better heels against the Lucha Bros. When we do eventually get the the, the match this week was fire with Penta replacing Commander. I mean replacing Vikingo, but when we get the Vikingo and Commander match, like I'm sure what happened, them being heel is so much like that added at the end of the match, like them kicking him down low was like perfect like it just added so much more so yeah i just think them as heels is so much better this match though phil if it's leading to if we end up with kenny omega and chris jericho as the AEW tag team champions i'm going to hate everything i definitely feel like um jericho and kenny omega are gonna win that match um so i suppose we can get into that uh we've got the golden jess hate that name but i hate it hate that name uh it, it very much feels like hey you guys wanted golden lovers i know you're getting this well we don't want that i never asked for that we right? don't want this it is, this is what you're getting you're gonna take this and you're gonna be satisfied um don't I've ask no more don't ask no more um and so uh yeah we're getting kenny omega chris jericho versus the young bucks um and stipulation is that whoever wins this match gets the title match that these guys won at the last pay-per-view <laughs> and they'll get a chance to challenge um, the winners of the other tag tag match at any time um and of course the, the other half of the stipulation is uh if golden jets lose they have disband and they cannot team anymore i do not buy that this is the end of the kenny omega and chris jericho program because of mm -hmm. course it's not because all jericho programs <laughs> go on a little bit a little bit too long a little bit longer than they should and i just i just have no faith that that's the end of this and so the, the second i heard that stipulation i was like oh they're winning yeah i mean the story storyline it just makes more sense for the young bucks to lose and yes and aid in their heel tactics of Oh yeah, like Kenny Kenny's abandoning us for Chris Jericho. That's where I'm like, God, that sucks. But it's can, like uh. Can I ask you this question though? Because yes. the funny thing in all of this, and we'll get into some more of the Young Buck stuff in a second. The funny thing in all of this is, um, everything the Bucks have said about Jericho in these promos is true. Um, and I found myself not just enjoying the 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 Buck stuff, but Every time I look at this, like, okay, I get this. These guys are going in their separate directions. Kenny Omega is very much a hot baby faith at this point. So you're not going to turn him. You're going to keep him going in that trajectory. And these guys are going to go off and be heels. Why is Jericho a baby face <laughs> in any of this? I don't understand that. Like, and that's not me. I, I know some people will be like, man, you really don't like Jericho. No, no seriously, story-wise, why is he a baby face here? Everything yeah. he has done here is not baby face material. Yeah, that's why it's kind of like even kind of hard for me to super get behind the Young Bucks being heels because I'm like, no, they're right, though. Jericho is awful. They did come <laughs> to this position because of the awful things that he did. Why should we accept this guy? And in storyline purposes for Kenny Omega, I just saw one of the best matches I've seen in a long time with him and Max. But now he's muddied up with Chris Jericho. I want him as far away from Chris Jericho as I can get because you got him in this bullshit tag matches. Like the, 
the street fight was great, but like if he wasn't attached to Jericho, he probably wouldn't be in this. You know what I mean? So it's like if you get him out of this Jericho vortex, then things would be lit. So I'm like, yes, the Young Bucks, you're right. Let's get him away from them. Why is he here? Follow this story for me. The reason why Jericho is a babyface and he sided with Kenny in the first place is because Jericho was ready to turn on his faction, Jericho <laughs> Appreciation Society, but and but he didn't get a chance to do that because he found like he found out that Don was going to turn on him first. So that in turn made Jericho the good guy, even though he did something that a heel would do. Mm -hmm. I don't. And then to further that, he started teaming with Kenny Omega and getting in the middle of this program. And we're supposed to believe that Kenny is siding with him specifically for the Don stuff. All right. I get it, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm -hmm. But again, why is Jericho positioned as the good guy next to Kenny Omega in this then? He the got, Don stuff is over. He got out healed by Don and we were supposed to be like, oh man, yeah. You you didn't uh you didn't get one over on us, but you got somebody got one over on you. Yeah, we're in. No, there was no position where I was like I'm cheering for Jericho. When he got with Chris, Chris, uh, with Kenny Omega, I groaned. I was like, I don't want this. I don't want to see them as tag team champions. Like, I don't want any part of this. And so, like, it's the match. What's what's the match going to be like? The match is going to hit because Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are there. So I'm not surprised. But but even but even that is funny when you think about all of the matches that um, Kenny has had against the Bucks. You think of the Golden Lovers match from a few years ago. You think of the Hangman match from Revolution. Great matches. Have no doubt that this also will be a great match. Um, I just, again, wonder, how did Chris Jericho get in? How are you there? How'd you get here? <laughs> how does he keep getting away with this, man? How <laughs> does he keep doing this, man? Um, but I think this match is going to be good. I think this match is going to deliver because of the people in it. Um, Jericho when given good dance partners, he usually delivers. And yeah. you've got Kenny Omega next to you. you got one of the greatest tag teams in wrestling. This is going to be fire. I just, again, the the the, the stuff linked to Jericho specifically just doesn't make sense to me. And I get that they also had to pivot last minute. So some of this stuff is them just trying to salvage it. Um, and, again, I think that really the Bucks turn and everything they've done for the fast two or three weeks has really saved this <laughs> this yep. this match and it doesn't even sound like this match was going to happen because we also got that uh instagram post where somebody complained about it and young bucks account was like hey better than not being on a card at all which that sounds insane the young bucks not being on the card for full gear in la that in la impossible but mm. yeah i think this match will be good i just uh the long-term ramification for it yeah. for, for for Golden Jets, I don't quite understand. Now mm -hmm. I'm all here for where we're going next with the Bucks, um, which leads me to the bigger conversation of this young Bucks stuff is very interesting. Yes. Um, oh, we talked about this stuff privately with the young Bucks. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, this a young, lot. 
this young boy stuff is very interesting uh, because um, I very much feel like what we were talking about with the FDR stuff that was supposed to happen here, I feel like the heel turn is a result of that. And mm-hmm. like I said, I feel like that's a good thing. I think that that's going to benefit the Bucks in the long run. Um, the way they're deciding to do this heel turn is very, very interesting. I, I, I tweeted about it last uh, during Dynamite. Uh, they're very much leaning into the perception of them among some fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you think that I am, of course, putting on here, no, no, this was very on the nose. They started the segment backstage. I mean, even before be- before we get into this segment, starting all of this by throwing a tantrum and banging that post with a chair. <laughs> it was right there. Like the right afterwards, they did that uh, backstage segment where Jericho called them whining children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know, a certain guy called them children and a very famous uh, tirade during a media scrum. And then we get to this stuff this week. And I felt like this stuff was even more on the nose than starting the segment with Matt saying, yeah, our sources say that this is how we feel about it. Very on the nose. We get into it and the Bucks make a point to say more than once during the segment, we don't have a problem with you, Kenny. We have a problem with him. Mm-hmm. Sounds very familiar. Um, and then uh, we get set person calling them children again. Jericho called them children again. And this time the Bucks immediately instigated a fight, which Kenny jumped in in the middle of it and said, we just wanted to talk. <laughs> um. I I think it's undeniable. I didn't put any of this together. This is hilarious to me. <laughs> I, I, I think it's undeniable what they're referencing here. And I think all of it is entertaining. I think all yeah. of it is funny. It's all stuff that I thought I think that it makes sense for them to play into as the young bucks because they're good at this. Again, they're good at being heels. They're good at doing inside baseball stuff and flipping it into angles. Um I just uh I just worry that you're playing with fire here because mm-hmm. this is such a divisive um, subject with so many fans. There are so many fans that think that the Bucks really ran this man out of this company. And so for them, turning this into an angle is going to feel like more of the end of collision once he was gone of them throwing this victory lap of, hey, you man, you want to work an angle with us? Oh, we don't want to do that. But once you're gone, oh, we're going to do this. <laughs> And I'm not saying that that's what happened, but again, if you're playing into that perception, the very people that have that perception of you are going to feel that way. Right. Yeah. I mean, if it, I didn't put all these things together, but like you saying it out loud, I'm like, okay, yeah, that is funny. But yeah, I think that's honestly, you know, cause you know, the young bucks, they like to weave in reality and things with the sources, yeah. things they, they, they know that the fans are smart. They're not dumb fans and they know absolutely kind of the backstage thing. They know everything's kind of surrounding it. So they're going to play into it. That's kind of what I like about the whole thing. Sometimes it yeah. does like playing it fire. gets a little muddy. Sometimes it's like, all right, I mean, the line is fine, but for the most part, I think it's good stuff. Yeah, this is, I, I'm just saying that there are inevitably people that are not going to think this is a work, even yes. though 
I think it has very clear vibes that it's a work. It's so on the nose that there's no way it can't be a work. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are so many people that buy into so much of this backstage stuff that they don't know the truth about. And sure, this is a smart way of playing into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that there's a contingency of fans that just don't care about that stuff either. No. There's a contingency of fans that does not care about any backstage drama and they mm-hmm. just want to move on. They don't care about any of this stuff. They don't want it to be on TV. Um, and I think that's fair as well. I'm personally enjoying it. Um, I enjoy the chaos. So when I saw it, I of course laughed at it. Um, I mean, you know, it is here, neither here nor there for me to decide, you know, should they have just done business with the guy while he was there and just maybe work this kind of angle with him? Hey, if they didn't want to do that, they didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's just all it is. They didn't want to do it, so they didn't. And right. it, it is what it is. I personally think this is the most interesting the Bucks have been all year. Yes. Um, so I'm here for it. And I've said many times, I think heel young Bucks are the best young Bucks. So I'm very much excited for them to go on this run. Um, mm-hmm. But... I also am very curious how much more they're going to play into this because now it's been, what, two weeks in a row of this, and it seems like they are leaning even heavily into it. And you know how the Bucks are. Once they lean into something, <laughs> they're all in. Um, hey, look at that. Look, he's bringing it all the way back around. That's what the, the Young Bucks after this match I'm super interested in. That's what's funny about the match because Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho I'm not interested in after this match. But what the Young Bucks do uh, leading into World's End and everything, really, really interesting. This is going to be a dope match regardless. I think Chris Jericho, not for nothing, we've been going in on Jericho, but he's had a bunch of fun matches <laughs> This year, even the match with Takeshita, he like went to work. Like that's not really what the thing is. Uh, I, he'll definitely show up, and they'll have a great match. Yeah, I mean, I'm of course afraid of. Uh, you know, famously we got on here and debated last year around around this time. Hilariously enough, around Thanksgiving season, mm-hmm. and again, I see the vision. These guys are doing all this heel stuff, leaning into this stuff. The week before, they're coming back to Chicago. <laughs> oh, they know they're gonna yeah. get booed here and i i again i understand it i see it and i think it's smart um it legit was the same time last year that's hilarious yeah so wow. we we famously got into a debate on this podcast at the same mm-hmm. time last year because my point of view was hey don't lean into this and don't work something if you didn't plan to work a match with him, that's out of the window now that he's gone. That match is not mm-hmm. happening. But there's still a contingency of fans that are going to believe this means Punk's going to c- come back. Guys, right. he's not coming back. He's not coming back. He's not the devil. Not he's not coming back. None. That's not anything. I. But but again, that's why I say you're playing with fire because you are going to get some people to say, hey, they're they're drumming this up because that means he's coming back. I don't think that's what this means at all. I think that they're just having a bit of fun with the fans, the same way Punk is having a bit of fun with fans on Instagram. And I think all of that stuff is fine. I enjoy it when he does it. I think it's funny. I think it's funny when they do it. But I think it's just that. I think it's just a little bit of trolling the fans. Yeah, there are going to be people that are like, well, this confirms that he's back because I've seen a bit of it already. And like, that's not what this is. Let's please get that. I don't think that's what this means at all. Um, To publicly fire this guy the way they did, even if there is a chance that he could come back, I don't think it's happening three months later. And anywho, he's going to be in Chicago next week at a different company. So. <laughs> no, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, he is not. I definitely don't see that happening. Um, uh, but uh, moving on, we've got uh, the triple threat for the 
AW TBS Championship, mm-hmm. Chris Statlander would be taking on Julia Hart and Sky Blue. Um, go figure right now, the TBS title picture has turned into the hottest women's title picture right. on the main show. Yeah. Um, because you add you add Red Velvet to the mix, you've added Willow to the mix with some of this stuff. And I mean, I don't know about you guys, but just seeing Red Velvet back and wrestling well, I know it's not the play now. Somewhere down the line, she has to win this belt. Just mm-hmm. her connection to Jay, their rivalry. I the immediately when I was thinking about it, when she was in the running to be in this match, Red Velvet should be TBS champion at some point. Um, and Red Velvet and Sky Blue cooked the yes, other night. Like they, I was like, yeah. Red Velvet being back, she's had some tremendous showings. The match of Ruby Soho was really good, but this match right here. They got the better time. You know, people complain about the time slot, Bill. Oh, they're not on on the death time slot. They got the better time slot. The crowd, Denise and I talked about it, and I'm going to have a, a full thing. California crowd, you guys? I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know what, like, some, I don't know what it is. I'm a part of it. Nah, whatever. But they got the crowd into it at the end because they were cooking <laughs> so hard. Um, shout out to Red Velvet. She is very, very, very back. But, yeah, this angle, I mean, this whole, the whole thing, um, like I've said a couple of times, Julia Hart has been, I don't know if they expected Julia Hart to be so over, but yeah. like the position that she's in now has like climbed tremendously. Fans are super into her. Like if she wins this match, like it's going to get a big pop. But then on the same time, Sky Blue has kind of been in the same position as building up this good stock with AEW. Like we, we've seen her consistently so many times that we have no choice, but to want to see her win. And stat is still in the stat is still stat. Like, yeah. Uh, a little bit of the allure has died down since she came back. But I mean, when it's when the bell rings, she's still one of the best women's wrestlers there is. Yeah, I think that's the cool thing about this match is that I feel like there's a chance that all three of these women can win. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of have a feeling the Sky Blue's winning. That's kind of yeah. my bold prediction. Because mm. I feel like the story has been leading in that direction because um, you're, you're doing the will they, won't they heel turn, similar to what you did with Julia when she right. initially joined the House of Black. And, you know, she eventually turned and she became a heel. I don't think the Sky Blue is going to turn. And I think the story is going to be her overcoming um, Julia. And I think ah. if we do that, I can see her winning. But at the same time, I also would not be mad at Julia winning because I feel like mm-hmm. she's got such an organic um, fan reaction at the moment. Yes. It's very similar to what we were just talking about with Tony Storm. Yeah. Um, I can very much see her winning this match. Um, and But like, I wouldn't be mad at any of the outcomes. I think that all three of these women have a strong chance of winning this match. Yeah, but I'm def- I'm going to put my money on Julia Hart. It's just like, yeah. I think you got to execute just like Tony Storm. It's like, you got this unexpected, maybe even expected thing happening. Uh, the, the crowd's behind it. Everybody's into it. Like, execute it right now. Give her that run. Even though it, it doesn't have to be for the longest run, but like, you got something like, let's see it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, we've got uh, Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley for mm-hmm. an international championship. Deja vu. Uh, we're running back the all-out main event after unfortunate situation at a Grand Slam. Um, I feel like this match is kind of course correction just to put mm-hmm. the belt back on John Moxley. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the match is going to hit. I very much have enjoyed like the promos and the match leading up to this. I thought all the stuff from Dynamite was really good. That was another reason why I felt like it was a good go home episode because mm-hmm. 
Mox is just really good at pro wrestling, guys. He's so good at promoting matches. He's so good at com- at cutting promos and getting you interested in a feud and getting you hyped up. And that promo he cut Wednesday was great. Him eating that orange punch and just shrugging it off like, that's it? <laughs> um, loved everything about it. I love Orange's, Orange's reaction to it. Like, he doesn't know what to do. Like, he's kind of mm-hmm. lost. And I also just love the story of these guys have been, like, heart and soul of this company for so long. And they're the two guys that, you know, no days off. Yes. Uh, so... I feel like that's it. This is the loser. Loser finally takes a day off thing. <laughs> um, and I don't think Mox is, is ready to take a day off. He's been telling me he's going to take a vacation since last year. And it he's never. I think, I think he's winning. He's getting geared up for Wrestle Kingdom. He is not ready for no vacation at all. Zero percent. Yeah, I could <laughs> definitely. going to take that belt to, uh, to Wrestle Kingdom? I'd like to see it. Um, yeah. But, of course, he's challenging for whatever the new belt is yeah. um, as well. So I don't know if they're going to make that a thing but um yeah i think this match though is uh is gonna be very different than their all-out match just because of how great of both these wrestlers are they're both in the running for wrestler of the year i think like the things that mox does that's like you might put him ahead of a lot of wrestlers are exactly the thing that you described like some wrestlers are just like the fucking match they're incredible you can't deny that mox is everything he has when the bell rings like you are so invested in what he does we're waiting for blood we're waiting for carnage we're waiting for violence we're waiting for all kind of stuff but then beyond that we're so invested in the match because the things he does to get us to the match any promo he does is the most passionate promo of the night anything any backstage segment he does you believe it so much you just believe everything that he does and that's probably the number one trait a pro wrestler needs is believability and we always believe mox that's why i believe that he's going to win this championship here uh at this uh people are still kind of uh, on the uh hot potato thing with the you know the tnt championship but i don't really feel in this situation that that's what that was yeah i i feel like uh you know it just was an unfortunate situation at Grand mm-hmm. Slam. I think if if Mox hadn't gotten injured, he probably would be still champion. Right, I believe that too. So, uh, it's what it is. I think this is going to be a very good match. Um, it might not be the same kind of match. It might not deliver the same um, emotional impact mm-hmm. that the main event from All Out did. But I still think it's going to be a great match. Right. Uh, we've got, I feel like, the best feud going into this. Not just the best feud. But the best build across the board going into this show. Correct. And Hangman versus uh, Swerve in a Texas death match. Um, How do you feel I, about the, uh, that stipulation? Um, Hangman has always found a way to over-deliver with that stipulation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have no doubt that he's going to try and do something creative here. Um, I think people are missing the fact that Swerve is a noteworthy deathmatch wrestler. People have forgot because he Mm -hmm. hasn't been doing it since his Lucha Underground days. But nah, you know, he's going to show y'all again. He's going to keep showing y'all how versatile he is. Um, He's he's been incredible. I do think that he's going to win. I think he's going to 2-0 Hangman. I wasn't as sure until I was watching that that, uh, promo on Wednesday. And watching him say nothing the entire time, mm-hmm. I was like, he's not going to get his bit, get back in this promo. He's going to get his get back by beating you. 
And I think that point that you make right there is the reason that I'm going with Swerve. People don't know his deathmatch history. They don't know. Like, he's smooth. He's a swarmy. He's a villain. He's all these things. But there's another element that hasn't been seen yet in AEW, and I think we're going to see it in this match tomorrow, and that's why I believe that Swerve is going to beat Hangman Page. There's a, I talked about it a little bit on the post show with Denise. I hate this kind of perception, Phil, that's on matches when – Say they announced the match. They announced Danielson and Okada, the first one. People were already talking about the re. Oh, this must mean they're going to have a match at Wrestle Kingdom. This must mean blah, blah, blah. So it like kind of takes away from the outcome. It takes away from like the aura of the match. And mm. this kind of feels like that same thing. People are like, well, Hangman's got to win because Swerve won the first match. And it's like, that doesn't mean what that means. I felt like that, too, after the promo. It's like, Swerve didn't say a lot in that promo. That kind of leads me to believe that he's leaving the words for full yes. gear. And that's why he's going to beat him. Yeah, I think he's going to beat him rather definitively this time. Yeah. I do think we're going to get a third match, but I don't think it's going to be right away. Um if this were me booking this, Chris, I don't have the pencil, but if this were me booking this, mm-hmm. I very much believe that Swerve should be the guy that beats Max. I've been saying that for the longest, uh-huh. but I think that if you're going to tell me right now that Max is like one of your hottest baby faces, Swerve is, if if not the hot, the best heel in the company right now, he's second best. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, I just think the the run he's been on, just what he's proved in this feud, I think it should be Swerve to beat Max. And if he doesn't beat Max, I think it makes all the sense in the world for him to enter the Continental Classic and win it. I mean, even if you want to go back to the fact that he had the match with Brian coming out of this and he yep. lost that match, you can give him the rematch in the Continental Classic and he mm-hmm. wins this time around. I, mm-hmm. I think that that should be the way to go. And that's also why I think he's going to win here because I think he's going to end this year letting people know the trajectory for next year is to be AEW World Champion. Hot, 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 hot. I'm all in for all of this. Um, what do you – oh, you said that you think if Swerve's not the best, he's the second best. Who would be the best, do you think, then? Because I think it's Swerve. Oh, Christian, yeah. Yeah. Christian. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'll go with that. I, I think just it's, – um, It's very close, though. It's super close. Swerve is on his way. And if they keep the keep doing like they've done now, then I think it'll happen like that. But Christian, yeah, he's – Christian's hard to beat when he's on. Yeah. But Swerve's going to be AEW world champion at the end of whatever this great run he's having is. So that's the most important thing. And this match is going to be insane. Yeah. Very much looking forward to this match. Um, the match I'm looking forward to the most on this card. Um, I think they're going to kill it. Um, mm-hmm. The main event, um, I was very much looking forward to it after the first promo. And I feel like it's gotten very, very convoluted. <sighs> Um, this is almost like the uh, the six man match. It's like it started off. We were like, we're into it, but now we're like, okay, that's a yeah, match that's happening very, at the show. Very, very, very convoluted, man. It's very much um, um, new edition. Cool it down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> very much so, man. Every very much everybody saying funny things without knowing <laughs> that life brings a change. <laughs> Every time you do these, I'm like, how does he do these? <laughs> Every time, man. Hella funny. Yeah. 
after Dynamite, after the street fight, when I was like, oh, there's more time. And then I knew that they were going to have this Max and Jay White exchange. I was like, ah, it felt like it already felt like there was too much. And then that like confirmed that we aren't at the position we should be going into this world title match. It's could be a gift and a curse. I was thinking about maybe because the thing that I love about this angle is everybody's after Max. Samoa Joe's after Max. Warlow's after Max. Jay White and them are after Max. There's everybody. Kenny Omega had him. Anybody that wants the world championship is saying, I want the world championship. And that might be the curse of it of we now Jay White is like, nobody cares about Jay White. Nobody thinks he's going to win. He doesn't have a dog in the fight when he should. He's played his role as great as he can. He showed us that he could be a top guy. He showed us that he could be the AEW world champ. But I'm like, as far as the match, I'm like, okay, like Samoa Joe's probably going to be the one to really get this match. He's the one that I'm thinking of more going into the match than Jay White. So I don't know. That could also be a big swerve. Uh, we've said, we talked about for a while that we thought that Jay White was going to win this match. He still could. I don't think he's winning. I think it's I pretty think obvious so he's, he's losing as well. <laughs> Like I think the belt belt stealing gimmick makes it makes it pretty obvious he's losing. I think right. the fact that they're building so many other subplots around it makes it seem like we're obviously not done with Max's champion. Um, and I think that the the big issue with it is um, I agree it is good that you have all these people gunning for him at the same time. I do think that that's really really interesting. But at the same time, I feel like you have so many good plot lines that are good on their own but they haven't really been allowed to grow and breathe because mm-hmm. they're all happening simultaneously. Right. Like even if you just take the stuff with between him and Jay white, that stuff is good. I feel like, I feel like Jay white is, is spitting facts. Like when he yeah. cut that promo where he was like, no, you're the villain. And he mm-hmm. was just like, you know, why are we acting like we don't know who this man is? And I'm just like, he's right, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely right. right. What mm-hmm. have I been saying on this podcast for the longest? I don't trust you, Max. Don't believe it. Don't I don't believe, believe it. you. Mm-hmm. And so, no, Jay White has a point, And I think that it's such a great way to play into his babyface character in that, yeah, he's a babyface and he's a fan favorite. But we still have all the reason to question who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jay White is playing into it. And I think that's a great storyline. But it just hasn't had the room to grow into that because you you throw the devil stuff in there. You throw the, the Joe, Joe stuff in there. Then you throw the acclaimed stuff in there. You throw all of these other Adam stuff. Adam Cole. Like, I haven't even mentioned Adam Cole. In the, yeah, the, you, you've got all these other um, stories weaving in there, and I feel like it has kind of suffocated this this build. And this build has been going on for a long time as well. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think the match is going to be good because both of these guys are great wrestlers. Max has been phenomenal in ring as champion. Um, so I know that he's probably gonna deliver here, um, but I'm, it almost feels like I'm just ready for them to get to it and just have mm-hmm. him beat all of these guys from Bullet Club Gold because I just know that's uh. where it's going, and just move on to the next thing. I hate that it feels that way, but that's very much how this feud has been. I said it when I was on True Hill Heat, um, and uh, at one point, Jay White was rumored to be going to wwe correct and the entire time i was like what does jay white look like in wwe this feud has very much answered that question for me Mm. 
in terms of the way they build it, the type of promos he's cutting with Max is very WWE-esque. The, yep. the, the booking of having Max run through the entire faction by itself, very, very WWE-esque. <laughs> and, and I mean, I'm not entirely in a bad way, but that's just how it looks, man. Um, what happens with uh, Jay White after this? I don't know. It felt mm. like for a minute they were building towards um, Bullet Club Gold versus the Elite, but now mm-hmm. he's splitting them up, so... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think he'll be fine. You know, he's such a good talker. He'll find a way to build himself back up after this, and he'll be able mm-hmm. to do cool things. And then you've got Forbidden Door coming later next year, and I'm sure he'll be involved in that. Um, I'm sure by then, maybe you'll be ready to do uh, Bullet Club Gold versus War Dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he'll be fine over the next few months. I just wish they had handled this a little bit better. Uh, but like I said, I think the match itself is going to be good. We had good moments yeah. out of the feud. It just uh, didn't quite live up to what I wanted it to be. Uh, and that's fine. Um, it might have just been too long if they would have condensed it. Because like you said, there was a lot of good moments here. There was a lot yeah. of good promo stuff. Jay White was on his, on his shit. But then it was just too much. It was just too long. It's like, oh, this feud's still going on, and it's still here, and there's all this stuff going on with Max. Um, damn. But yeah, shout out to uh, to Jay White because I think he's going to, after this, AW roster is so diverse and big that like his next feed is going to be cool, like whoever it is. Yeah, um, really excited. Um, I guess that is where we get into this mystery signing. Wow, who is be- it? Because uh, <laughs> we got the announcement this week that uh, there will be a big signing showing up at Full Gear to sign their contract. Um, at first. Uh, a lot of people were hinting at Mercedes. I myself was like, Mercedes watches back. We're ready. Let's yep. do it. Um, mm-hmm. and of course, I immediately thought because uh, Mercedes was hinted at the first time around in January at the forum mm-hmm. to be the mystery tag partner for Soraya. Yep, that makes didn't a happen. lot of sense. So I was like, hmm, maybe we're going back to that. And, you know, circling back this time around at the forum, maybe... That's uh, what she was hinting at when she was saying, hey, man, can't wait to get back into wrestling somewhere in 2024. Um, and then remember she did that little video where she was like, oh, is AEW going to be in L.A. for full gear? What's the date? And it was like, full all gear? right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, mm-hmm. of course she's probably messing with us. Um, of course. But uh, Fightful Select seemed to have debunked that. They seemed to have debunked the idea that it will be Mercedes. Um, then we immediately got the report from Andrew Zarian earlier today that word is it's probably will osprey and that was immediately my second guess if it was not mercedes um the the only other hottest free agent cutting into 2024 is will osprey he's at this moment wrestler of the year in my opinion um his contract is said to be up in february um so if he is signing i wonder what that means for the rest of his new japan um contract i don't know um, I personally never believed he was going to WWE. No. <laughs> um, I, but I just wonder what that means. I mean, of course, like, I think that there are many benefits to this. Um, uh, I just saw somebody in our chat say PW Insider is now backing Zarian's report. Um, but yeah, yeah, I wonder what this means. Like, I think there are benefits to this because, of course, like, bringing him in is is huge for um sells for all in you're gonna mm-hmm. sell tickets off this man's back in his hometown um you've got to be getting ready to build towards something big a big match for him at that at that next one um 
and you got so many guys now that he's worked with. And I think that's the other big benefit of him coming from New Japan to AEW is you've got story fused with him, whether that be Kenny Omega, you've got Jay White there. Um, and you've got so many other guys he can get in the ring with that maybe he doesn't. Again, swerve. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I, I think that there's a lot to be excited about on this. I think that in terms of him making these announcements before and people being immediately uh, <laughs> disappointed with it, I think that this is this is worthy of that kind of announcement. Yeah. I think that, that that's what's always funny is like I've seen a couple of people being like, if it was Osprey, would that be a disappointment because he's already been on no, AEW TV? No, dude. Osprey signing with AEW means I get to see Osprey and Swerve eventually. I get to see Osprey and Brian Danielson. I get to see Osprey and Kenny Moore. Like this is good, and he is worth that. He is who many, many, many com- people consider to be the wrestler of the year, like far and away. He's a big time signing. This is a big deal. It should be made a big deal. He should go into promoter mode. He should do this at a pay per view. Like everything surrounding it. It's like, yeah, Osprey deserves this. And I'm just like excited about seeing Osprey in so many things. I never believed that one second that he was going to go to WWE just because it's Osprey. That's not how he's never yeah. really expressed interest in wanting that to be the thing. And I just think what he's been doing now, he's going to want to continue to do. And AEW is going to give him that opportunity. This is dope. This is great news. I still don't 100% believe it. I still kind of want it to believe be mercedes myself I, me too I i'm being selfish <laughs> i personally want it to be mercedes um but um yeah and i mean even somebody pointed out again like this is kind of what we hoped when we heard aw is coming together because you had so many people coming from new japan in right. the elite and mm-hmm. guys like uh chuck and trent and all these guys so you want to see more of those wrestlers stateside on on television regularly man just the idea that we have a roster in america that has kenny omega kota abushi will osprey um like that's insane just them three i'm like damn this is crazy (laughs) jay white uh aussie open um like that's 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 a stacked roster and so Mm -hmm. i'm excited to see him join there and i think he's a guy um that they can build into the main eventer for the future of this company um he uh, he very deservedly is the hottest free agent going into 2024. He is the real bidding war of 2024. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Max, um, but he's the guy that everybody was going to want. And not to say that Max hasn't established himself as a top guy as well, but the year that Osprey has had, he's just he's out of here, man. I'm excited to see Osprey as a TV wrestler too. Like, what yeah. is a what's a 15 minute little Osprey match with Dante Martin look like, or a 15 minute match with? Angelico look like you know it's just stuff like that that's going to be randomly happening on dynamites and collisions and and all this so this is a big deal man like he's mm-hmm. added on to that roster with everybody's healthy at the same time you got Brian Danielson Kenny Omega Samoa Joe Swerve Big mm-hmm. Homie Hobbs like you got all the Kota Ibushi like you got a crazy insane roster of people that he's never even been in the ring with like this is going to be heat yeah 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 speaking of new japan of course they announced the lineup for the world tag tag league as well also a big deal um i of course the most excited because they're sending aw tag team over there sending gates of agony over there shout out to the homies super excited for bishop khan and toa um i think that they're a tag team that just hasn't gotten the enough exposure on television for people to see how good they are and so I think that that is going to be great for them because, I mean, we've seen like what the excursion has done 
for Megan Bay. And I think that this yep. could do the same thing for them. And, you know, joining like a tournament like the Tag League that's such a big big deal annually, I think that's huge for them. Very excited and for them. It's like being thrown into the fire too, Phil, because we know how these new Japan tournaments are. They're yeah. intensive. Like you're about to be thrown you like you're about to be wrestling different types of uh, opponents every single night. The shows are back to back. Like it's like wrestling, wrestling, wrestling every single night. So we're gonna see the we're gonna get to see things that we haven't seen from Toa and con in aw because because they haven't had the opportunities to be put in so many positions we're going to get to see the good in them the bad in them the ugly in them. we're going to get to see everything but it's going to be great for a tag team like them because they're dope and like the things that they bring are way different than the things that everybody else brings in the tournament so yeah this is super cool for them yeah uh con's one of those guys that i just feel like he's a breakout star waiting to happen he looks like money he has great build he's super athletic he's Man, I just think he's got it, and he, he just needs that spotlight to show it. At one point, there was a Ring of Honor match, and it was the the it was them and Brian Cage, and they're like, Khan's on the apron, and they're like, Brian Cage has the best body in wrestling. I'm like, look, Khan's on the apron. Like, I, Brian Cage is a big guy, but did you see Khan? Like, I'm not trying to be one yeah. of those guys. Khan looks insane. Like, he looks like a Greek god or something. Like, like you know, like things are crazy. Like, he looks like the future of, like, what wrestling could be if given the chance so this is dope for him too going over there as we know there ain't a lot of brothers out there in new japan yeah. so anytime we get another one to go out to represent amazing yeah very much excited for that joining the field with uh uh shota umino uh and ren narita uh tomi Ishii and toru yanu because um, mm. of course great okan and hanare uh Mikey Nichols and Shane Hayes from TMDK. Yep. Um, of course, uh, War Dogs are in the mix. Coughlin and uh, Gabe Kidd. Evil and Yujiro Takahashi. What a tag team. Why is this tag team in here? But, of course, House of Torture is going to find their way to be in there. Um, Kaido Kiyomiya is also back. and He's going to be in here with uh, Ryohei uh, Aowa as well. And I think, let me get Block B in front of me as well. Mm-hmm. Just to run through it, uh, Roki Goto is, 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 of course, teaming up with Yoshihashi again, Bishaman, um, uh, Yuji Nagata, and Minoru Suzuki is also a tag team. As Grandpas are going to beat some ass. Uh, new team of Hikaleo and El Phantasmo, Taichi and Yuyu Yamura. Uh, it's also a new pairing. Uh, Yoda, Suji, and Z. I'm, a guessing, I'm guessing the Z is like they're going to announce who his tag team partner is mm-hmm. later. Uh, but very much excited to see some of these tag teams. Lance Archer, Alex Zane, Bad Luck Fale is somehow in here with um, Jack Bonza and Lantis Jr. and uh, Soberano Jr. I don't know who they are. But yeah, you got to have some Lucha Boys in there. Fi- fire, man. Fire lineup, man. Really excited to see uh, uh, AEW wrestlers represented among them. And like I said, Khan's one of the guys that have always been like, just give him that chance, man. He's going to be out of here. Yeah, this is a, the, that's a who's who of New Japan tag teams. There's some new people throwing in there. There's some people that haven't been in this tournament before. So yeah. it's an interesting take. They thought all their tournaments this year have been like that. And that's what's been interesting because like these are long running tournaments. But with all the new faces, the young lions and everybody kind of mixed in, it's felt super new and this one again it feels like a new it's like an old concept but like it feels new with all the new faces added into it so super exciting stuff new japan this year not for nothing 
has been cooking, man. Like we've talked about it extensively on our shows. Um, mm -hmm. All their big shows have executed. And yeah. I think the booking uh, from a few years ago, because people were kind of sour on the booking. I think they've changed that perception this year. Yeah, they had a rough per period during the pandemic specifically. And yeah. you had some weird stuff like Evil is Champion and some odd yeah. booking decisions that didn't really work. Uh, but I think that the company has been a better position right now. I'm definitely um, excited going into Wrestle Kingdom season. I'm always excited for Wrestle Kingdom. And then yeah. I'm excited for what this leads to for, you know, the partnership with AEW and even some of the partnership with Stardom. Still very much disappointed that we don't have a starting match announced oh, for man. aid for uh Russell Kingdom yet but um I I am excited to see where they go with, with this uh partnership going forward um mm -hmm. I guess at this point hour 30 in we should get into some super chats yeah um Shytown Spurs says thanks everybody for seeing super chats number chats all the things being here y'all are dope uh Shytown Spurs says not going to lie the flute album kind of rules so far yeah, it's good music. I like it. I've seen people saying that it's good music, good stuff to study too, good stuff to read too. So it seems like to study too. I'll definitely uh, check it out in my time when I'm studying and reading. Uh, Will Chisholm says, I think we know about Puff. I just think people looked at Diddy as a crazy fun uncle who didn't know his age. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. That's a great way to put mm. it, Will. It's like people just looked at him as like their wild uncle is Puff. He's been around for so long. I've been watching Puff on my tv since like 92 or something like it's been a long like my entire life at this point uh we've known him yeah. as this kind of funny eccentric kind of guy but like no it's like a deeper darker secret over there yeah it, it looks bad it's mm. really bad when surviving uh diddy comes out he's gone yo uh <laughs> d skills eight you see, he gonna be on a uh, homegirl podcast doing <laughs> fight for my life, man. man. <laughs> Y'all killing me with this shit, man. They said that a hog me. tied a girl. Where would I know how to hog tie some? <laughs> R. Killing me with wild. this shit, man. R. Kelly goes wild, bro. I'm trying He's to have rich. a relationship with my kids, but I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, classic, damn. classic moment. Gail wow. is sitting there while he's doing it. Robert. Yep. <laughs> nasty, nasty man. Uh, D Skills H Town says, Props to Reg saluting the H today with the shirt. Yeah, I got that H Town shirt. I'm trying to come back to Texas very soon, man. I had, a fun in, I had fun in Texas last time I was there. Yeah, Houston's dope. Yeah. I've always had fun in Houston. I love it. Uh, Van Twinblade says, Hell of a week end of wrestling, as we talked about on the best indeed episode ever. One of the best indeed episodes ever the mm. other night. Tell Tank he's going to lose Sunday for me tonight. Reg. Yes, I'll definitely tell him that. I'll definitely tell him you're out of here. Uh, Smiley, BWR, my friend Tracy. Hey, Tracy, what's up? Says, afternoon, boys. Hope y'all are doing well. I'm homesick, drinking all the ginger ale and medicine I can. Damn bipolar Chicago weather. Hi, Reggie. Yeah, be careful out here. The weather changing and being cold sometimes and then still trying to be warm and sunny. Doesn't know what it wants to do, but uh, <laughs> Chicago yep. winter is definitely coming, man. It just hasn't come as quickly as I expected. Yeah, I got some snow out there. No, we haven't gotten any snow yet. Mm. Uh, Glassdoor Gamer says, Swerve definitely birdie from above the rim. He is. <laughs> I'm assuming that's a reference to uh, Ice Crafty. Mm-hmm. And then Manzo96 says, Reg, we catching you singing Judas tomorrow? Absolutely not. You would never, 
not in a bazillion years. Nah, he about to be uh, out there singing. Um, oh, they're not coming out. Damn, I couldn't do the bit. Which one? I was, I was like, nah, you about to be out there singing the uh, Outcast thing. <laughs> oh yeah, they're not. They're they're breaking them up. They're gone. They're not gonna be out there, man. Um, mm-hmm. I, by the way, I like what they're doing with Ruby. I think uh, me too. Her baby face is the move. Mm-hmm. And that little angles that they're doing with Soraya and Daddy Magic playing and all this really stuff, uh, really good stuff. That's all of our super chats. Thank you guys. Yeah, um, Louisville is right. We got a little bit of snow on Halloween, but it wasn't really snow. Like when when he says like Chicago snow, I I, I, mean, I, like snow. I, I think yeah. he means like snowing and like sticking. Like we got mm-hmm. some flurries on Halloween, but it didn't it didn't last. It melted really fast. No, I mean like you got to stay in your house. It's wild outside. No, we we haven't got no real snow yet. Mm-hmm. We got humpers sure we do <laughs> get them in front of me uh i hope these are our humper checks <laughs> uh, oh yeah i see i see our name linked i see um people talking about draymond which is probably for us um, mm-hmm. Dr- <laughs> from tony p says uh draymond told me if he didn't win win petty of the week he was going to choke my black ass too <laughs> so he- <laughs> <laughs> His ass knew what was what he was doing. Made a hard beeline of Rudy. Um, your boy is wild, Reg. Being on a team with CP3 is only gonna make him wilder. Um, nah, man. Him seeing all of this stuff happening and going, nah, get off my guy, <laughs> and then immediately seeing, immediately seeing Rudy Gobert was like, nah, I got Gobert, and just like. <laughs> Him and his band, I would put him in a cocaine. It reminds me of like in in the wrestling video games when you switch your character to like a different person. Like his was just locked in on Rudy. Like he didn't care about nobody else. Nobody (laughs) else. The way that he snatches him up is so funny. It's like, bro, you can't do that. Hilarious, man. The the optic of it is hilarious. All of the memes and the pictures of it, like the freeze frames on Rudy's face while he's doing it. The the picture that Bleacher Report uh, put up is is even funnier too. When you see it from the side and you see like that big like grin where you can see all of Draymond's team, <laughs> it's so funny, man. I can't breathe. Draymond is a wild dude. Five days, man. That's it. He got he got suspended for five games. I thought he was going to be a lot worse out here for snatching somebody up in the coquina clutch and only getting five days. Is like. Respect. Respect. I, I I do agree with um Steve Kerr, by the way. I don't think that uh Clay should have got kicked out of the game because it wasn't his fault. He mm-hmm. he put his arm on dude, he grabbed a little bit of his jersey, and dude completely overreacted and started flinging him around. That wasn't his fault. Right. Yeah, he he caught a stray in that. Uh Draymond definitely deserved to be ejected. Of course. Clay was just a, called the crossfire at that point. Yeah, of course. Draymond was the ultimate <laughs> ultimate wrong here and i feel like everybody else yeah they got ejected i understood but i didn't understand why clay got ejected mm. um but yeah no nah, draymond's a wild dude man yeah that, that we're gonna that, i know there's already a bash brothers but we're gonna have to rechristen him and chris paul because chris paul trying to take out knees like he's bro. in there as an assassin or something like bro i don't bro, don't do that bro hit the barrel roll on dude the other night <laughs> <man>. <laughs> And he know every time he gets up in that look in his face like he doesn't know what happened. We know what happened. We know what you're doing here. The sicko, man. It's a sicko. Uh, 
<laughs> more from Tony P. He says, so Phil, you think Bill, Bulls are going to win out uh, the next two games from us? Um, I knew we were going to get better soon, but it happened faster than I expected. Lakers could learn something for us about not panicking, even when the media is down your back. Um, I don't think we're going to win out those games. Um, Miami is, is hot again. Jimmy Butler, as I say all the time, will find a way to win games, man. I don't care. You count this guy out every time. I said coming into the season, Miami's not going to be as good. Started out the season 1-4, and four, and now they've won seven in a row. <laughs> You just can't count this guy Jimmy out, man. Every he will, time he Jimmy will always hears, find a way to win, man. Every time he hears the slander, he responds to it. He's just like Drake. He heard all that slander. He heard everybody being like, "Maybe Miami's not going to be it this year." And he's like, "All right, we'll see." Yeah, nah. <laughs> he he, uh, one of the most unserious men in basketball. Um, I still think it's funny that he keeps doing those pictures during media day, so it forces them <laughs> to then use that picture as his render for the rest of the year. It's in like the video game and shit is so funny. <laughs> Jimmy Butler is something else, man. What One of the most entertaining basketball players in the world right now. That's um, one of those uh, if he got a ring, I'd be so happy. There's like some I, like extra guys. So a couple of guys on the side like Jimmy that like if he got a ring, that'd be so dope. I would be so happy for him, man. As mm-hmm. as a fan from his time getting drafted here, I'd be so happy for him, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we did see that pod driver. Uh, Samoa Joe um, did tweet in the middle of all of the jokes <laughs> about Draymond. Let Draymond live. Straight very, up, very, very very funny stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I. <laughs> Here's some Moa Joe story. I get, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you later, man. <laughs> Please. Samoa Joe is the man, man. I, Definitely. He's a, I know I said what I said about, you know, Swerve, but I can also very much see Joe being champion by the year. And I'd be really happy for him, man. He's had a and fantastic year. When you uh, when you were talking, we were talking about heels for a little bit. I'm like, Samoa Joe's up there, too, for he heels. He is. He is, man. Um, that's the other reason why I don't quite understand people being upset of him vacating the belt. He's a bad guy. This is He's what a bad heel. guys would do. Right. Totally. Yeah. Uh, to, for more from Tony P, uh, he says, uh, uh, also, I'm done um, Portland bashing. Their fan all, fan base already in hell, still bitching at one another about the trade <laughs> and now trying to make themselves feel better by saying at least they will be top five lottery team and will we be out there first round? Sad, really. Speaking of, on a certain Laker, a coworker told me that LeBron would still would still have been this good as a player without Miami, skill-wise, not success-wise. Like I tell all the time, Miami unlocked the clues to a puzzle for LeBron to understand what, what he can truly do. I also will stand on business about two things. Melo should have been a rookie of the year, and ODB has always was always right to do what he did and said at the Grammys. No, a thousand percent. Yeah. Carmelo got robbed. He should have been rookie of the year. And I know people will say, you know, I hate, I hate Brian, but seriously, he should have been rookie of the year. Um, Denver hadn't made the playoffs up to that point. He not only had great stats that year, but he took them to the playoffs, man. He he should have been rookie of the year. I, LeBron I, I was getting that champ. He was getting that off rip, no matter what. Like yeah, he could have, uh, Melo could have won a championship, and LeBron was still gonna get that award. <laughs> I know, man. I just I do think that Melo got robbed that year. I think he should have mm-hmm. been rookie of the year. Um, but yeah, hundred percent. Um, I think I. Oh, we got a bunch more. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, was about to say, I think I lost my place, but yeah, we got a bunch more. Um, 
uh, at the ODB at the Grammys thing, I'm assuming you mean when he stormed on the stage and he was like, we pay a lot of money to wear these suits and stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, yeah, nah. <laughs> Classic moment. <ODB. laughs> and he was right. He was absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now they've seen who they, who they gave that award to. But, oh, that's right. He's now, he's, that's right. Because Puff Danny and Family won. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He won really I forgot well. about that. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, now they're seeing who they gave that award to. But know him, um, know him, know he be goon, he goon they ass to vote for him. Um, the years have passed of Sean was getting from people. Also, why <laughs> niggas feeling so sorry for the baby? <laughs> Nigga fucked his own bag and Koi's dad is a damn mess. No, I feel no sympathy for this baby. Like that dude, yeah. he, nah, he, he stay messing up himself, stay picking fights with people. He got to chill out. Yeah, he did that all to himself. And don't be like, I messed it, uh, uh, messed it all up. Yeah, you did mess it all up. You deserve to lose all that because you're a dumb idiot. And Benzino, I wish he would just stop being on yeah. lives. I wish he would stop talking. I just. Yeah. Can't. Bro, stop it, man. He looks crazy out here. Well, my my daughter should give me. I'm like, yo, just turn that live off and go inside. Yeah, nah, 100%. Benzino looks super crazy, bro. He Mm. he got chill out. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. uh, uh, More from Tony P says, on to wrestling. The clip from last night, Eddie versus Dalton was good impact cooked with with sunny versus trendy yes big shout out to sunny versus trinity yes. great match um also will versus josh alexander is on that card as well mm-hmm. great stuff i think that was the left, leftover stuff from the chicago tapings um mm-hmm. uh revolver was wild from that clip online hangman standing on business making it on site when he sees where uh then a tag match then uh women murked each other billy's german on ronda was nasty this has me feeling like this is what Ronda really wanted the whole time. I wouldn't be mad if this was made into a one-off rematch tomorrow on the buy-in main card. Um, I do feel like this is more in line with what she wants to do with wrestling. On buy-in, don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I don't think she's a new signing, but if she signs with AEW and she gets mentored by Mox. I don't know about all the time. <laughs> she may become WWE wanted her to be and never found a way to bring it out. Hell, Ronda and the BCC would be nasty. I don't really want her. In BCC. It would be nasty, not the kind that you're saying. Um, but I, I, I can see the connection because um, Mox has spoken very highly of Marina, and so I can see, I can see it. I can see why you would say why he should mentor because he's mentored Marina. Uh, so I can see it. And people seem to really like Marina Shafir. Um, I've, I've grown to like Marina Shafir a lot more just based on how I see other wrestlers speak of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other areas, can't wait for Raw. Main event scene to change after uh, Survivor Series. It's been dragged now seeing the same people main event for months now. If Becky don't screw over Zaya for NXT, then what are we doing with people? Um, yeah, very much am ready to move on from the survivor series build because we've seen variations of these multi-men matches way too many times it's mm-hmm. time it is it no it is it's time to move on uh, but we did get a new development because drew mcintyre did turn seemingly seemed like he turned heel he at yeah. very least accepted um help for judgment day because he cost jay and cody the tag match now we can look at this two ways. Maybe he didn't turn heel. Maybe he just wanted to screw Jay over because he still hasn't gotten over the bloodline, bloodline stuff, stuff. Mm-hmm. which is in character. So 
I'm waiting to see how much of this is just him being an outright heel or if his motivations is just that he will not forgive Jey Uso. Either way, I think that this is the way to go with Drew McIntyre's character. Yeah, good story to tell both of those things. But yeah, I'm just ready for heel Drew. I think he's just such a better character as a heel. And him chasing after the world championship as a heel is just better for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's see. We got a... Got a bunch more Humper Chats before mm-hmm. we get out of here. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, let me line this up correctly. Now <laughs> uh, we don't have that many more. Um, mm-hmm. We got about three or four more. Mm-hmm. Uh, AW Ring of Honor really seems to be doing a hard course correction. Eddie coming, cutting a promo yesterday, the week before Joe dropped the belt. The women getting more time and screen time. Um, shorter promos like before and seeing a uh, variety of people on the roster more. Yeah, that's pretty much what we were talking about with just resetting the title picture uh, towards the end of the year. I think that's the move. Um, um, yeah, I think the moves that they've been making are good. It's just like they were drastic. The Samoa Joe thing is still kind of being felt, but I think in the end they could make it uh, worthwhile. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it was great. It was time to move on from Samoa Joe's champion as well. Uh, mm-hmm. It's from Life of Deem. He says, uh, what's up, fellas? Haven't been able to send humpers, but because life be life and brother. We feel you, man. Appreciate you. Uh, but Sad. a few questions. Should MJF drop the tag belts at, at, at the Ring of Honor pay-per-view? Does Tony, Stor- Stor- uh, does Tony Storm's character need the belt? Uh, what matches are you looking forward to this weekend? I mean, we got into most of this. I do think that mm-hmm. if MJF does drop the tag titles, it should happen at Final Battle. Yes. I think he should do something for ROH before he drops those belts because he hasn't appeared on any Ring of Honor stuff, really. Um, so it would be a good way to cap off that run, at least, and reset the tag titles. Um, yeah, that's the only thing, like, the only good thing that'll come out of him being the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions for so long is if he does that one thing to kind of cap it off. Like, he wasn't on any of the TV, and they barely talked about the run most of the time when he wasn't defending it. So if he defends it on final battle and loses it to somebody, I'll be good with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I think we said which matches we were looking forward to. I'm definitely looking Swerve. forward to hangman Swerve the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the women's match is going to be better than people think as well. I think Sheeta versus Tony Storm is going to be good. Well, they're both great wrestlers when you get yeah. beyond the characters and everything that's beyond it. Like when they ring the bell, they're going to cook. Yeah. The other, um, the triple threat women's match too is going to be really good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, our last one from Tony P. Also, better PR uh, with PWR last night. Andrade doing GCW. It seems AEW is trying to get back to indie roots. Uh, the Sanga crossover uh, held AEW Doja Cat at a Doja Cat's concert, doing more traditional PR than usual. Yeah, I agree. I think that all of that stuff helps with some of the negative buzz they've got this year. And I like to see more of that kind of stuff, more mm-hmm. of them, you know, ingratiating themselves with like indie wrestling, because that's really how this company started. Um, so hopefully we do get more of that. Right. I think that is our last Humper Chat. I'm going to hit yeah. the refresh on We got one more super chat that I'll read while you pull that up. This is from Amber Merritt. She says, yo, yo, guys, shout out to my other half, John. It's his birthday Monday. Shout out to John. Happy birthday. And we're Happy celebrating birthday. by chilling and watching a full gear weekend. Big fans, guys, get over to the UK for all in 2024. Yeah, we're definitely trying to. Definitely want to try and hit uh, all in. 
Mm-hmm. Appreciate, Appreciate you, Amber. Thanks for submitting that. And we got a couple more while that went in. Meet Normus. Shout out to Meet Normus, always representing. What's good, fellas? Being a Wizard fans is like Serpentico being your favorite wrestler. It's rough out here on the way to the lottery. <laughs> nah, that, that clip of Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole is wilding, bro. <laughs> <laughs> a video of him pacing back and forth in the huddle, not even listening to anything the coach is saying. And then they draw the play, and then he looks back like he doesn't know what the play is. I'm like, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, man, appreciate you. Thanks, me, Normus. And then our last super chat of the day is Alexander says the Bucks will always wind up better off trolling the most sensitive of their detractors. It's been four years of national exposure. If you get baited to the extent of quitting the view, the viewership, it's on you. Oh no, I agree. I think that if you don't know that this is how the Bucks are at this point, then that's on you. You're just you're just silly at this point. And it's wrestling. It's just silly wrestling. This is just you know people playing up. Um, backstage drama that has nothing to do with me or you right uh, and you as always i keep saying do not have to take sides in this stuff man it's okay um just man just have fun with that and that's why i've always wanted them to do man just work an angle man just if it if it works it works if it don't it don't that's but, it you know i think that that's better than trying to you know, continue to be a baby face and you're getting some crowds booing you and some crowds are trying to cheer you. Just just lean into it at this point. Exactly. Uh, and wrestling is supposed to be fun, man. It seems like the Young Bucks have fun doing this trolling shit to like do yeah. more of it, man. Wrestling should be fun. We should be smiling. We should be trying to tell jokes. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that is all of our humpers. I don't see any other ones. I think you hit all of our super chat. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of have a hard out. I know if you guys are with us on Saturdays, we usually sit here and ramble on for another hour or so. But you guys got a, another uh, got another uh, full gear prediction show coming up, I believe, with Stephanie Chase coming on in about two minutes. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, appreciate you guys as always coming through. Appreciate you guys supporting us on this Friday as opposed to Saturday. As I said, to start this show, we're still rocking with you guys. Appreciate you guys. Continue to rock with me and Reg. Um, yeah, we sounds crazy, but we've got all of, what, six weeks left in the year of 2023? Wild. I can't believe it. Very much wild. Very much wild that uh, many of the things we've experienced through this podcast, not just through... You know, you guys coming and supporting us, all the guys, all of you guys showing up at shows and stuff and just the stuff that me and Reg have experienced off mic. Um, never stops being fun doing this podcast, man. Beautiful. Appreciate I love you guys. It. Y'all are the best. Thanks for showing up on a different day to support us. A lot of y'all were here during the pod. So we love y'all, man. Y'all are the best. Yeah, of course, you know, if you are watching this on delay because you're just used to watching it on Saturday at noon and you're not watching it live, man. Again, appreciate you guys, man. You know what it is. This has been Grapsity. I'm Phil Lindsay. Righteous Rich. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.